recording. So, you know, don't say anything you don't want on the internet. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Steven Fontana. And with me, as always, he's over there. He's Andy Asimakis. How you doing, Andy? Steven, today's yes. guests. Mm-hmm. Today's guest. Guest. Has an origin story that I'm very excited to share. Oh, my. This isn't like, uh, let me DM you on Twitter. Let me harass you on Discord. Let me look for your email on LinkedIn or your press kit on your social media. This is like, this has a tried and true real origin story. Okay. Um, Can I tell a very quick story about? Sure. So I I joined the queue to enter this Zoom call um, Mm -hmm. at like 950 because mm-hmm. I just damn. I was just sitting down. And I was like, let me do it. And so I, I I pulled up the doc and I was like, let's get the marbles out of your mouth. So I start doing the intro. I'm like, okay, I you know I was doing the introduction. And then I for some reason in my brain, the the phrase, what's going on, nerds and turds, came into my head. <laughs> and there was if you didn't join if you didn't open this call like for 60 more seconds it would have found its way to my tongue during intros <laughs> it was dangerously close andy it sounds like a future shirt is what i'm <laughs> hearing in my what's in up my noggin my noggin <laughs> joining us this week speaking of <laughs> we have a fellow uh, nerd joining some turds <laughs> i was like let me pick which word very 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 carefully we have josh 4d the developer of External Exodus, an SNES-inspired RPG that is Pokemon and Shin Megami Tensei meets Final Fantasy. Josh, welcome, finally, to the Dual Screens oh. Podcast. <laughs> How are you? Great. Thank you guys for having me. This Glad is to be wonderful, here. and I yeah, can't man. wait to hear this origin story. I figure that's where we're going to start, Andy. Is that true? Oh, is we have to. Do? We okay. have to. Well, first all right, of all, Josh. that is like, it's like the most appropriate description of a game once you play it. It's, I was like, this can't. He just throwing names out there <laughs> you know he's like and it's also earthbound and no no it's it's exactly what he says it is right right so here's the origin it's a great it's a great the origin, the origin of of josh yes josh so, and dual screens many moons ago okay. almost a year ago i was bothering another indie developer on discord to come on the show I'm shocked. okay I'm as shocked. i do as i do always every day of the week and you know we had some back and forth and they were like and they shall be nameless to protect the innocent protecting the innocent guys. as it were and they were like oh you know it sounds great but we don't we don't do interviews oh we i remember this we, we, we just don't do that yeah okay and i was like fair enough maybe you're a little gun shy maybe that's a lie and like i i know like- i know i know what the true <laughs> reaction was I know you like to keep this like, all right, maybe it's like an in-house thing. We're like, you know, we, we like to be private, just put our game out there and not do the whole like mm-hmm. press media thing. Right. I was like, okay, fair enough. But the game has some, it has online presence. It has a following. So I'm like, how do you not do an interview to promote your game? Okay. So a quick Google search and I found scores of interviews <laughs> scores and i was like was i just played interesting is that what just happened so i guess in like it was just like blood pounding in my ears <laughs> all, I, all, all i saw was red i was like you know what i'm gonna call this bitch out i was like listen <laughs> boom here's the link explain <laughs> 
and like, oh, well, that was like then. We don't do them oh, now. Oh, I see. Yeah. As in, as per this conversation, <laughs> so I was so mad. I I took to Twitter and I was like, don't you love it when you ask a dev to come in and show them like, oh yeah, we don't do that. And then it's like, but you do, clearly for other people. And then Josh was like, that's fucked up. I got a game. I'd love to come on your show sometime. And I was like, that's a, that's cool, man. Like, I like that. Like, you know, new friend. Awesome. Then time went on. And I was like, I can't be a dick. I forget about Josh. <laughs> like, like, a year has gone by. I'm like, listen, dude, I still know you're here. I know you exist. And and now he's here among us at last and, on the Dual Peace podcast. Speaking of yes. here. This yes. is the Dual Screens Podcast, the yes. internet's number one indie developer interview podcast, hosted by people you've never heard of, although a thousand of you may have heard of us now, because we have finally hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Can we get a round of applause? We did it. Nice. We, we did, did it, guys. We, we did, did it, it, guys. I don't know when this is going live. We could be at 10,000 by now. Right. Um, but either way, as of as of recording today... We're at 10,000 subscribers. We did it, guys. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Um, but we want to thank everybody for that. Uh, we, we love you very much. The show posts each and every week on your podcast service of choice, including our host Podbean, and of course on said YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TV. If you want to support us with your hard-earned dollars and get all sorts of bonus content, in, including getting vip discord access that's right we have a secret discord only for our patreon and for our former guests so please 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 consider uh joining us on patreon patreon.com slash nds podcast and we want to take a quick time out to thank our patreon producers colton the apprentice nestler and fnh paul that's right they are our patreon producers uh, and if you're interested in producing a podcast, that's literally what it is. You produce our content, meaning we loop you in on meetings, content ideas. We get your ideas for stuff. It's really a cool thing to, to do. We've had a couple of come and go, and they, they've all loved their experience. You also get a, a one-time um, grab bag kind of package sent to your house for uh, personally picked from all of the Dual Screens hosts uh, sent to your house as a thank you, as, as a one-time gift. Um that being said, let's dive right into the show. We it. now know the origin story of Josh 4D. We now know uh, that his name is 4D. So if you were reading it and you thought it was Ford or 4 Day, like I did, you're wrong. It's 4D. <laughs> Andy, take us into our leadoff question of the show. You handsome. Oh my God! I, I I feel like I just want to let Josh go and just just want to rev him up. Just pull the ripcord. Explain. And let him go. Like I want to, I want to ask initially, like, what is the career trajectory for a blacksmith to a demon summoner? What does that look like? Oh, okay. uh, it's it's a pretty natural <laughs> progression, you know. Uh, <laughs> once you hit that top level, they're just like, boom, here you yeah, go. Yeah, I, I was trying to like figure out like what, how that one goes to the other, <laughs> how that works. Like, you know, it's like okay. Steven going to like plastic surgery. Whoa, at some whoa, point, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm smart. I like, can do things. You're really good at doing. I have very steady hands, though. You're really good at contracts and bids, Stephen. Can you <laughs> operate in this guy's Definitely tumor? Not contracts, but yes. <laughs> I, reading is hard, Andy. Um, so yeah, Josh. Uh, all, all, all kidding aside, what what is this beautiful little RPG that you're creating as we speak? Uh, well, uh, Eternal Exodus is a game. Uh, I started back in 2019 um i was waiting for uh shin megami tensei 5 to come out for years i was like oh man this is never coming out 
just make my own. So uh, that's <laughs> as one does, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, then the idea kind of gradually grew from there. You know, I uh, I said, well, let's let's uh, mix it up a little bit. Add some stuff that's not in Shin Megami Tensei. You know, add some crafting. Uh, you know, weapon and armor systems to go with that. Um, so you have a little bit more customization uh, in that regard. You know, you're you're not just catching the demons and fusing them together you're, and passing on skills, that stuff you do in Shimagami Tensei, but also uh, you're, you know, collecting ingredients as you go along and crafting weapons and armor, uh, leveling up your, your crafting level as you go along. You know, if you if you if that's something uh, you want to focus on, then you can, you know, grind up those levels and say, oh, I have like a level two demon, but this crazy endgame sword already, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's kind of like, uh, that, that's kind of how the gameplay is set up, uh, story-wise. I, I tried to go with, uh, something more like a Final Fantasy game would have. Um, you know, a lot of these monster catching games are, are kind of like a bread and butter basic, uh, you know, go save the world type of thing or, or become the top gym leader or something like that with Pokemon. Uh, but with this one, I wanted, you know, a more traditional JRPG story, you know, you have, uh, a party of NPCs following you around and and, and stuff like that. So there's there's uh, more opportunity for uh, things to escalate and, and you know character inner character relationships and and how everything interacts. All the characters interact with each other and, and with the world and uh, stuff like that. You know. Did uh just a quick aside. Did Shimagami Tensei Five live up to your expectations when it finally was released? Oh man, I got so frustrated with that, not because of the game, but because my Switch is all, all glitchy. Uh, like oh, I wow. Yeah, something's messed up with it where I can't dock it half the time. I don't know. Oh, man. So I, I, I spent a couple hours playing the game by, you know, playing with my Switch and HDMI cables, really, <laughs> and gave up after that. Oh. So I'm going to get back into it uh, one of these days. But oh, yeah. that is that is unfortunate. Then, but, any, but no drift in your controllers, though, right? You're good? Or do you have oh. drift and this issue? Oh, no, I've got that, too. <laughs> ah, fuck. No, come on. <laughs> Worst of all worlds. It's the Nintendo Switch. You're going to have drift. I, I, took, I took a shot. Maybe he <laughs> was only half cursed. Josh, I want to talk a little <laughs> bit about the, the monster taming. And the, the reason is that we've had guests on this show that are really passionate about the breeding aspect of monster taming and how it's been lacking in the genre in its creativity and its openness and we've had games uh come on that are talk talk about like infinite permutations and you know etc etc um we actually had uh uh, there was somebody uh what's the name of the the person that had the the youtube channel i forget what it was it was was that mugenics was that that one with the with Andy? I'm asking you, um, with the randomized like monster combining. I mean, Mugenics is the um, Ed McMillan Phantom game that's been in development for a bajillion years. Uh, I'm sorry, I I, I I just read something about that, <laughs> uh, like or like the title, so that might just be in my head. But whatever. Anyway, it's a very very passionate group of of players and now developers. Can you tell us why you kind of went in that direction? Are you one of those? What do you think is lacking in that? And what does your game try and achieve with with the the breeding and, and the monster taming? Well, uh, for me specifically, I wanted um, uh, 
at least, you know, compared to like Pokemon, um, you know, Shin Megami Tensei does this as well, but, you know, the fusion uh, aspect is a huge draw, you know, you're not just fusing uh, two demons together to get a, a new, more powerful species, but you're also doing it to have more options for customization. And what I mean by that is uh, skills are, are passed down. You have uh, spells and, and passive skills as well. Um, so when you fuse two demons together, um, you get to choose up to a certain number of uh, skills passed down to the resultant monster. And the number depends on um, how much you've trained each demon. So like if you've if you just caught one and you just caught the other one as well and you fuse them together, you can pass down two skills to the recipient. Um, but if you've spent some time training them, um, you've leveled each of them up uh, at least twice, then you can pass down uh, six skills, at, or was it four or six? I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, that whole system gives you uh, one route for customization. Um, you know, you can and say, well, uh, this demon species has a weakness in in one sense. You know, it's it's weak maybe to a specific element, or it's specific. Uh, it's weak just because it has like a really low accuracy rate or something like that. So there are past skills you can get that'll uh, nullify those weaknesses elements, or that'll give it uh, perfect accuracy all the time. So you're kind of you're kind of on the lookout for. Uh, demons that have maybe that are really strong in one area but really weak in another and you can say well I'm gonna patch up that weakness and 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 customize my demon that way so that it's like this this ultimate killing machine uh, so that's the fusion that's how the fusion aspect uh, plays into things and like I mentioned earlier the crafting system adds another layer of uh, customization and complexity onto that as well uh, the weapons and armor have, have different attributes beyond just the, uh, the the pure strength and defense of them. There's uh, stuff like uh, you know changing the element of your attack or or giving you defense against a specific element. Or one item like uh, the heavy axe you can get by crafting pretty early in the game that has a really high attack power for compared to what other, uh, everything else you can get at that level is but has a, a really low accuracy rate. Um, so that's, uh, uh, you know, you can pair that up with, like I mentioned, that passive skill that makes your aim never miss, stuff like that. Lots lots of different avenues of customization. Josh, do you worry that when, when you have, when you're passing on these skills, you have something that's stronger and something that in, in weak in one area, you have another one that, it, are you worried that, like, everybody's going to be making, like, the same perfect team sometimes mm -hmm. uh you know there's there, there's a couple of ways i think about that um you know to to reference shin Megami tensei again mm -hmm. compared to other series like pokemon uh shin Megami tensei is kind of unique and, and this game with similar mechanics kind of falls the same suit in that you don't ever really get too attached to one monster in your party for long you know you're you, you might craft you might fuse this crazy powerful demon and then uh keep him in your party for about an hour or two of gameplay and then you know he's he's obsolete you he, it's time to fuse him into something else 
um, there's not that that long-term attachment uh, to your party. So your party's constantly... That's how I feel. <laughs> I'm always like, I don't want to say goodbye just yet. You've helped me so much for this last hour or so. Like, what would make them obsolete? So good. Like, what, what would make something that you fused and made really powerful obsolete going forward? Like, is it just like a, a level issue? Is it a, you know, you're, it's a section of the game you're in that is just kicking the ass off of the creature or the demon you already made? Like, how... How do you make it so that people are incentivized to break up and not fall in love with their team? Sure, that's a really good question. Uh, from a design standpoint, I did two things to, to kind of nudge people to keep uh, fusing and improving. And one, one of those things is that the stat curve on each species is slightly weaker the lower the level that you catch that demon. It, at would okay. be. So the really early, mm. the the demons that are catchable or feasible within the first couple of hours of gameplay, um, if you level them up to level 50, they're going to be stat-wise a little bit weaker than a demon that you would catch at level 50. So Interesting, okay. That's one aspect of it. Uh, the other aspect is the skills. So um, each demon species can learn skills by leveling up up to usually about four or five levels past their mm. their catch level so okay. once you get to that point you start thinking well if i level this one up again its stats are going to go up but it's not going to learn anything new that i can pass down to a another demon and um you know the spells are are Kind of like in Final Fantasy where, you know, you have the fire spell in the beginning of the game, then you have the fire spell and the fire aga later on. You don't want to get stuck with the, the fire spell just by, you know, keeping that demon or, or passing down that skill the whole game. There's always the stronger, the later game species always have access to better and better skills. That's really smart. I could see, I could see you, like, trying to map out on like a one of those pegboards peg and string like this lineage of like okay this is how i get this spell or this passive all the way down to the end game i have to keep this one and then like losing track of oh wait which which demon had that passive i don't remember let me go look check them all that that's pretty cool oh, that, yeah. that kind of makes you like that gives it a, a nice layer of of long-term strategic planning and i know that's what andy's all For about sure. Oh, for sure. Like when I was playing, um, again, this to me feels because I grew up playing Persona and Shimigami, so it's I see more of that than any Pokemon at all. Like I get the whole like capturing part of it, but to me, this just says it just drips like Shimigami and Persona vibes all over. So, um, percent, yeah, it's a real blast to play. Um, yeah, and the whole, the whole again, the whole fusion part just. It just that feels like part of what those games are all about. But I do want to ask, talking about design, when you have so many influences like Pokemon, like Shimigami and Persona just by association, mm. how do you design creatures that are original, not like subconsciously, oops, I did like a Jack Frost by accident unknowingly <laughs> when i'm making my own designs here how do you keep your own designs original and fresh and and fun looking when you're when you're making these these demons hmm. well really good question uh 
there there's actually sort of a theme at least to most uh of the demon well i i guess especially the mid and later game demons um it, it kind of ties into the story uh so most of the demons that you encounter throughout the game are going to be like mythological or fairy tale type of creatures and uh that's really intentional the reason behind that is inside of the game's lore um so uh, for for anybody uh, not familiar with the game story, the the setting is that it takes place in the afterlife. You know, people die and then they wake up and they're like, "Oh man, uh, I'm still alive," but now it's a totally different world full of demons to catch. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I would definitely wake up and be like, "Oh man," <laughs> then there was ah, the shit. Oh, man. <laughs> my dream of becoming a blacksmith. Great demons are That's here. Why am I blacksmithing in hell? It's just the weirdest. <laughs> can I can thing I ask ever. you a question, Andy? Wouldn't you want a blacksmith in hell? Uh, you know, what are my options? <laughs> I, I don't know, but something about forging steel in the fires know. of hell sounds really cool to me. I think I'm doing worse shit in hell, dude, for how I lived on Earth. I don't know. <laughs> we, we, never, we never said what we would do with this steel. I don't. I don't, I don't know <laughs> what they'd have me doing. <laughs> Well, yeah, the uh, the whole fairy tale and mythological connection um, kind of uh, as the game. I guess this is more like a, a mid-game uh, semi-spoiler, like a light spoiler. Uh -oh. But the uh, it, it turns out that there's a connection between the living world and the afterlife world, okay. and uh, and it comes to be revealed that uh, that demons have escaped from the afterlife into the living world and uh, that kind of the idea behind that is kind of to to say oh you know over the last th hundreds of years uh when in real life people would report sightings of these creatures that's what was actually happening they're actually coming from the afterlife and being demons and and stuff like that possums andy that's where possums came from <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, it's interesting, like the way the game is set up, because you're like you're, you're you've just arrived in the afterlife, and they throw this whole thing about how if you people who are fresh in the afterlife, if they spend too much time in the spawning pool, as it's called, they can get like defects and stuff like that. So I'm wondering between great now, I'm getting defects in the afterlife. Thanks between... a lot, Josh. Between Steven and I, who spent more time in the spawning pool? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question. That is a good question. <laughs> I would be swimming in that pool. I would be backstrokes. I'd be like, I don't want any part to do with any of that. So I will come out of that thing with like four mouths and no anus. Like something terrible no, would it, happen. A, a four anuses for a mouth. Just like little buttholes. <laughs> no, no, no. Would, would you would you have to just slide everything in? You have to jam it. You would have to jam it in, <laughs> in the butthole mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wait, what just happened? What? I'm sorry, Josh. Know. Let's get back We're... on track. Er, back on track. <laughs> Josh, tell us about uh, the combat a little bit. I, I'm curious to know. Uh, so JRPG, you know, you, you're automatically get or RPG, I should say, you get in your head turn-based mechanics you got your specials perhaps you got your you know summons or whatever how are you mixing things up and how are you th keeping things familiar hmm well um 
at its core, it's uh, sort of traditional in that, you know, you have the uh, usual three options in combat that you always have, you know, attack, cast a spell, use an item. Um, I suppose the, uh, what, what makes it a little bit different is um, really in, in the spells, you know, a lot of the emphasis is, is, you know, creating your demons through fusion and, and getting that perfect matchup of spells. So those really shine in the combat. You know, you're, you're using spells that have special, more unique effects. And then also the passive skills uh, turn the side of combat quite a bit as well, because you have things like, um, uh, like I mentioned, the perfect accuracy, or there's another one, another passive skill that makes your attacks, physical attacks, hit all enemies at once at the cost of doing slightly reduced damage. Um, and then you have your usual elemental spells that deal damage to a single target or all targets, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, the the uniqueness of one battle from in, in one player's playthrough to another player's playthrough it's going to depend a lot on which skills they chose, uh, especially the passive skills. Yeah, and I like how all the demons feel like actual party members because you can craft them weapons and armor and actually equip them to the demons. Mm-hmm. So not just like, then they're more than just a set of skills that you can just level up and learn new abilities. Like, I can make you weapons and make you stronger while I'm leveling you up and fighting other demons. So that's like a whole fun aspect about the gameplay too that I really enjoyed. Thank you. Yeah, the, it kind of reminds me of like a kid playing with toys. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, oh, uh, this weird Godzilla creature. I'm gonna give it a, a battle axe from from uh, uh, what you call it there, He Man. One of your one of your He Man figures. One of my He Men, <laughs> and he's gonna take out Snake Eyes real good. Um, one of your He Men. <laughs> your He Men. I'm I got all my He my box of He Men, Andy. I know you've got a box of He-Men, Andy. I know. You do. <laughs> you do. No, that's a really cool uh, way to, to look at it, is that, like, these are kind of, like, your... I don't, I don't want to say play things, but, like, that's kind of what it is. Like, they, they're, they are your characters and weapons, but you are also... It's very meta, in a way, almost. It's almost like a third-person JRPG. Or... Mm-hmm. Thir- well, I guess they're all third-person. I th- my brain just broke, Andy. I think you <laughs> broke all the brains. I do want to ask one thing, uh, j- one other thing, Josh. Did you compose all the music yourself for the game? I'm just curious. Uh, yeah. Well, in in the demo that you played, there might be a couple of placeholder tracks still, but uh, yeah, that's that's the goal is to have a fully okay. original soundtrack. So this could be either like a huge compliment or. It's going to be, oh, yeah, I totally pulled that song from this game that you Uh-oh. think it's from. <laughs> There's one of the battle themes that, you know, when I shut the eyes, I feel like I'm playing Valkyrie Profile. Hmm. And it sounds really, really good. And it really gets me in that, like, JRPG, like, spirit of playing the game. Uh, uh, that might be one. That might be a placeholder. There's two battle <laughs> so yeah, there are two. One's can like, can you hum it, please? I really can't, because I because I, I, I hear the one from Valkyrie Profile in oh, my I head see. when I try to remember it. But I know it's, I know it's, it's like on that same like, in that same vein of a song. It is, it is 
the same tempo, the same beat. It sounds like it belong. It was ripped from, not literally, because it's the, it's a different track, but it sounds like it was inspired from. So whatever, if it's not the one you created, whatever thing you took it from, took it from Valkyrie Profile. So just we're getting through six degrees of separation. Great job. You did it. Like, (laughs) congratulations, man. Really good stuff. You you found it. And kudos to the copycat. No, that's that's awesome. And and, and I feel like that's something that a lot of uh, people who grew up making games they they take things from memory they take things from from their their gaming past and they iterate and they change it a little bit but it like that's what makes them touch your the nostalgia bone that's what's that's what connects you to a whole group of gamers because mm-hmm. like like andy said it's like it's like getting into like a, a warm blanket you know what i mean like you, it's mm-hmm. just familiar but different enough because you have these systems that we could kind of play with and i think that's really important especially when you're making something that has arguably the hardest core of the hardcore fans in the JRPG audience. Like, like JRPG people will know the stat of every character at every level. Like it's, it's insane. So Mm. pleasing that group of people go is much more difficult than just making a cool story or having cool visuals they see past that now, especially the indie scene, like mm. drawn to quality stuff. And I think just checking out, and I know Andy having played the demo, like you kind of, you kind of nailed that. Like you, you really have something here that I think is going to oh, knock on some hardcores doors and be like, Hey, I we're here too. And you, I think you did a good job. Thanks. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I want to derail for a hot second. There we go. Who- who is who is carving all these jack o' lanterns? Jack o' lanterns in hell. <laughs> Pumpkin King, well, obviously. Uh... <laughs> they're just they're just everywhere. I'm like, who who is doing this? Well, and some, when you're, and some you're... aren't even done. Just like this is pumpkins. I'm like, well, that guy clearly <laughs> just stopped working. Yeah, clock that clock that for the day. <laughs> oh, and you're you're the one guy that lives in the dead plains. There's nothing much else to do. But carve pumpkins. Carve pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody's growing them. So, yeah, on the dead plains. That's we're, we're growing pumpkins. <laughs> Clearly, I mean, they don't just pop out. They don't just materialize out of out of nowhere, or do they? Maybe mm. maybe there's a boss somewhere that's just a giant pumpkin, Andy. There's a pumpkin king. There's got to be a pumpkin king. Can we name him <laughs> Asimakis the Pumpkin King? <laughs> You laugh. You're a final boss now. I'm, I'm, I'm not a final boss. Not a final boss. Final boss. No, no, the final listen, one like any JRPG worth its salt, it's going to be an optional super boss. Yeah. That's how you're going to do it. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You have the player <laughs> smash 100 pumpkins. <laughs> when they smash 100 pumpkins, the screen goes. It's got to be some weird shit like that. It's the Pumpkin King. License some music from Smashing Pumpkins to play. It's just that riff from today. It's just. And it's just Andy, the Andreas Asimakis, the Pumpkin King. It's going to be like a reverse cactuar. Like, instead of like a thousand, it's like one HP of damage. It's like a weak, super weak boss. One needle. Gives you the worst reward. One bit of like pumpkin meat. 
or like vine whip it just it, it just slowly <laughs> starts to t- you just have to last in battle and it just starts to just rot <laughs> and it just collapses in on itself like a jack-o'-lantern <laughs> the that flame goes out it's just like i didn't even do anything you didn't have to. oh my you didn't have to. Just have to outlast it that's all you had to do just keep your party alive while this it's is... hitting you with one hp damage see this hour. is like you know we get to know about the game and we get to improve the game <laughs> And now, and now you it? know why we haven't made a game yet. It's not because it's infinitely <laughs> difficult. Not at all. It's because we have ideas like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I will I will make one real suggestion though, Josh. Oh, a suggestion here. And I'm not I'm not even sure if your current build has this or not, but mm-hmm. Pixel Font. I know they're out there. Man. Just do it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard it before. You know, the game actually used to have a pixel font. I've had mixed opinions really? on the Discord, yeah. So like, they like to... the big, regular-ass font that's, like, not at all pixelated, just, like, in your face. Yeah, there was a... I think I might have done a poll, at, or, or else I just asked people really? in the video, I can't remember, but it was, uh, yeah, I was leaning toward the regular font. And wow. personally, that's what I like more too. Is it's just regular font that uh, wow. might not be the popular opinion here. But... Shut me right the fuck up, <laughs> right quick. Yeah, a lot of people love pixel fonts, so maybe I don't know. I just feel like it goes with the aesthetic. Like pixel, you got sprites, and you got pixel font. They seem to go well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, right. you know what it is, Andy. I think it's because like some of the some of the menus in a lot of the in a lot of modern games are very very high res and and just putting sure. that putting that with the pixel background just could have, seems weird sometimes you can high res like, it up you have to be able to read the shit like there are some terrible pixel fonts just having the option to turn them on and or off you know what i mean i think i'd say choose a bad one choose the shittiest pixel font out there and <laughs> put it in your game it's my suggestion well now that's a whole new workshop that, that josh would have to do but then again you know, to Josh's point, like I feel, I guess, because it's sprites, yes, but there's also hand drawn demons. So I guess that also is mm. happening too. And I'm just like, make it all sprites. No. Do the whole game it's with way, sprites. Way too much work, Andy. You know that. <laughs> you know that. Um, Serious question. Mm-hmm. That was As if question. all the ones before weren't serious. Okay. <laughs> that, like us discussing being a blacksmith in hell or. Pumpkin King was a serious suggestion. Right. Um, what's it like? What have you learned? Because I know that you did a Kickstarter that didn't, didn't go. It, it it got very close to reaching its goal, and it yeah. did. Um, what have you learned since then? And how have you taken those lessons to improve your game, your strategy, and the overall development of of Eternal Exodus? Uh, well, the Kickstarter. I think there are a couple of problems uh, with with why it didn't uh, quite reach its goal. Uh, the first one was uh, just the way that I set up the page initially was <laughs> night and day different by the time that the Kickstarter campaign ended. You oh, know, really? What want, yeah, what I wanted to do initially was uh, was just get the Kickstarter out there. I was kind of in a rush to to do it. I had delayed it a couple of times before, and I was like, well, no. I'm gonna uh, set a date out there and announce it and, and actually make it happen. Um, so yeah, the the initial launch date 
which I suppose is, is when most people are, are looking at it, at least from Kickstarter itself, uh, when they're when they're promoting earlier pro, uh, new projects and stuff like that. Um, it was, yeah, I didn't have, I, I can't remember exactly what it looked like or anything, but I know that uh, the level of polish wasn't quite there and a lot of a lot of the information that I added later on wasn't there. Like uh, the cast of characters, for example, is something I added, added really toward the end. Um, so yeah, the, the Kickstarter page launched in a pretty bad state overall. Mm. And then I think the other aspect of it is, is just having like a large social media following before launching. Um, when I started, when I, when I launched the Kickstarter, it was, I think on Twitter, I had like 200 followers or something like that. And mm. now it's, you know, a little over 300. So it's not, that's not a whole lot of people to announce. the Right. News right. But still, you came so close though with that few followers on Twitter. So I think that speaks mm. to how well the game itself, at least from a conceptual perspective, like what you're putting out there had appeal to a lot of people that they gave you a healthy amount of money which is you know encouraging for future attempts at a kickstarter or you know wherever you go with this in the future is that part of the plan to try that again or just head down get it done then just release it on steam when when the time comes i'm i'm leaning more toward doing the kickstarter again um mm-hmm. there, there's a couple things i want to fund that that i uh, can't yeah, I funded all the game out of pocket so far, but there's a couple of things uh, I'd like to to fund um, more languages translated into, and and uh, so they can have a larger audience overall. And and uh, speaking of which, a feature I d- uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a feature I haven't really promoted that much. That that's kind of interesting. Uh, that 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 people might find interesting is that you can actually play the game in two languages at once. So what, what, what'll happen there, hmm. if you go into the settings menu and choose language one and then language two, you'll see in all the cutscenes and all the dialogue, you'll see the message displayed in one language. And then at the bottom in tinier text, uh, will be the second language, sort of a translation of the first one. And the reason I put that in there is, uh for people who want to learn a second language and say you've been learning japanese and you want to play a game in japanese to practice but you're not uh confident enough in your reading ability yet you can set japanese as the first language and then english as the second and then anytime that you don't really know what it's saying you can peek down at the tiny text and say oh that that's what that word is you know so it's a little bit of a language learning tool in addition to a game Wow, is it a game? Is it Rosetta Stone? Who, who the hell knows? <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> a bit of both, yeah. <laughs> that that's like uh, in that's in neat. Netflix when you're watching a movie and they speak a foreign language, like it's a it's an English movie, and you have your subtitles on, and then they speak a foreign language, and it gives you the foreign language subtitles, mm-hmm. and then the subtitles of the subtitle says the foreign language language <laughs> or sometimes like, like no subtitles at all it's like, a, like a, is it broken <laughs> it's a bag of hold it's a it's a uh bag of holding inside a bag of holding it's just it just breaks the game um <laughs> no that's really that's a really cool uh feature like yeah, are you I, gonna, I, I i dig that 
I guess you could do that. You could have like an infinite permutation. See, now you're now you're fusing languages. <laughs> you just can't get away from the fusing. That's There's what the problem a theme. is. Fusion all the way down. Fusion all the way down. <laughs> well, Andy, do you have any other questions about uh, the game before we move on to our rapid uh, fire? No. Um, just make it because it's good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... we're looking forward to that uh, Kickstarter. We don't know when, when that will be, but yeah. if you do do that, um, I imagine like maybe ports would be something that you would throw on there as, as goals to like so that you could port this thing to other platforms and etc yeah. etc um, oh it is uh, it is coming to all the consoles no matter yes. what I've do you have it. dev kits for all of that how are you doing that yeah all three yeah really wow okay I mean I don't mean to you know I don't know I just you yeah, said that's you're actually this yourself so yeah like, I, just... I do want to do one last question yeah, before you yeah, head, yeah, up, head up onto, uh, into party time you say that is the rapid fire what what funds this? Are you do you do other side projects to like basically fuel oh, yeah. the cash into your this little personal thing of yours, or you just all the life savings are going into this <laughs> into this project? Uh, no, I uh, I work on it in my free time. I do have a day job as a software engineer, so yeah. that that brings the the funds in. Love yeah. it! Wow, so you could live and do something. At the mm -hmm. same time, and not just work to live. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Let me know what that's like. <laughs> uh, I'd love to question you more on that. That would be great. <laughs> well, Josh, it's now time to get into the rapid fire section of the show. That, of course, is mm. where we ask you the hardest hitting questions, and you got to give us the fastest hitting answers. Oh, boy. All yeah. Right. It's simple. I don't want none of this drawn out shit. Like, you need to Definitely. tell us what's up, and we will, <laughs> and we will take your word for it. And I'm going to throw a softball for you. Okay? We're going to do a simple one. It's a return of an old favorite. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Mm, I don't know. I don't hate it, but would never okay. ask for it. Okay. That's the right answer. Um, power of flight or invisibility? Oh, flight for sure. I've always wanted to fly. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, they got a thing called the plane for that. Yeah. I'm wondering. Been on one once, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you rather never have to wear earmuffs, no matter how cold it is, or never have to wear gloves, no matter how cold it is? Oh, gloves. Yeah, I actually live in Wisconsin. It gets freezing up here, but I've never been an earmuff guy, even in spite of that. So yeah. I definitely would go with the the hands. Yeah. You need to have your hands free. Got to have them. Gotcha. What is your job? in the afterlife oh man i'd prefer to stay a blacksmith forever that mm -hmm. sounds fun are you I... a blacksmith now no not yet he's smithing a game of Dude, sorts. oh i see what you mean you mean like i would like to start my blacksmith career in the afterlife and always be that I and just you. be it no i get i guess i mean Fo follow up follow up mm -hmm. what, what what's steven's job in hell oh well he, he's totally the the leader of the demon summoning resistance group. Really? Oh, That's okay. the vibe you get Bolt from him? Leader. Oh, totally. I get, I get like glory hole greeter. That's what oh, I no, get. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's what I get. Andy, we both know that you're the concubine. We both know that. There's no, there's no question there about that one. Um, I don't. I had a question, and you just had to throw that 
for like curveball at me. I really did. Um, we got throwing softballs. I got to throw curveballs. That's how we do it in this. Uh, would you rather segment. solve world hunger mm-hmm. or world homelessness? Oh man, that's really hard. Um, probably the hunger. Okay. You always sleep outside, but mm-hmm. you can't. Uh, you know, you gotta eat. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, they do ask for food and not shelter all the time. So, how are you giving somebody shelter? Hey, like, hey, man, could you imagine? Can you give me hey, an can I, can I... <laughs> Yo, I'm not gonna lie. Some guy knocked at my mom's door a few weeks ago, asked to stay the night, and she was like, "This is why I don't answer the door anymore because <laughs> <laughs> shit could happen." And my brother was like, "Shut the door, ma! Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> Um, let's see. Let's see. If you would you rather have an actual get out of jail free card Mm -hmm. so you could do whatever you want to anyone, just be like, I got this, I'm good to go. One time use, one time use only, (laughs) or a key that unlocks any door, but not for your jail cell, of course, because that's just fuckery that I won't allow. Hmm. I'd go with the jail card. Mm. I don't know what I would do with the key. I wouldn't no. want to steal anyone's stuff. So that that kind of ruins half the half the use of. Interesting. So you'll take drugs. the jail card, mm-hmm. but the crime you'll commit won't be theft. Something yeah, definitely I more. <laughs> I could come up with some mayhem. Oh, uh, he, he's planning some shit, Steven. Sure. He's yeah. <laughs> so, got it, it in there. so here's here's my que- here's my question about this question. You got it in there, yeah. Do you? Is it for all the crimes for the, your first arrest, or is it only one of oh, the crimes? So from, if you go on a spree and yeah, like if you kill just ten get in people, your car, rob you a bank, and over, you know, eat some babies and like, like GTA style. Like if you're like doing a five star warrant GTA, you've gone banana. Yeah. I think all of it. And you all, go to prison. All of your, all like, your sentences. I have my card. I'm out. Oh, yeah. That's like, oh, yeah. Totally like, yeah. Line them all up. Yeah. Yeah. Like Be like, okay, I've done, I've done all this. I got like a thousand years uh, sentence. Here okay, you go. I like that. I'm going to cash this I in. Like that. Man, your yeah. life would be miserable after that. Like, <laughs> people would be so not into you and your existence if you just went and murdered like a thousand people. <laughs> Man, that would be terrible. My um, life is the purge every single day. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's horrible. It's horrible, Andy. Um, let's see. Would you rather explore the deepest, darkest parts of our oceans unharmed or so- a faraway galaxy unharmed? Oh, faraway galaxy for sure. Mm. Yeah, there's there's got to be more interesting stuff out there in the galaxy than uh, than the bottom of the sea, or it could just be empty and there's nothing there. It might be a total waste mm-hmm. if you have the option to go to the sea instead. But I, I'd put my gamble on the galaxy, see what's out there. Galaxies yeah. are pretty big. I don't know if you've heard. They're very mm-hmm. large. Oh, I get to explore the whole thing. Yeah, yeah like it is the whole a whole damn thing. The, uh, galaxies have like thousands of stars. I don't know. I could be millions. I don't know. My huh? son would know. He's six. <laughs> I can't tell you any of that. Um, do you see yourself as being gullible enough enough to join a cult or charismatic enough to start a cult? Oh, 
Jeez, neither. Not charismatic or <laughs> or gullible. <laughs> Given the choice, though, would you rather be a cult member or a cult leader? Uh, oh, I'd rather be the leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cause that mayhem, you know. If, if mm-hmm. I've got that jail-free card too, then why is it a cult of mayhem? It could be like a you know peaceful non-mayhem cult. cult. Yeah, you know. Oh, you, you gotta have a fun cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure not raise a cult. There's a lot of those. Have some fun with it. I think they're called <laughs> Episcopalians. Um, <laughs> let me think here. Oh, here's a, here's a new one. This isn't a question. This is a request. Oh, what are you gonna have him do? Tell us <laughs> an interesting fact. Oh. Oh, um, an interesting fact. You you can make one up if you wouldn't even know. <laughs> oh, um, oh, this is kind of unusual. Like, uh. When I was a kid, when I was in first grade, um, my little brother was like three years old and I, I taught him how to read, like we'd play school and, and like teach him how to read there. And so he got into preschool, you know, being able to read fluently blew his teacher's mind. Uh, so that, that's something interesting I did when I was younger. Oh, wow. Very nice. You overachiever. <laughs> I was making games and shit. Interesting. Um, hmm. Let's see. What would your dream collaboration be if you were to work with any developer or studio or publisher? What's like your go-to? Oh, who, man. Who comes to mind first? Um, Don't give it too much thought. This guy, I can't remember. This name is escaping me. So uh, the guy who... Um, did the uh like directed or did the story and stuff for chrono cross mm. of all time he uh that okay hell of wow. a story you know he's got a lot of great ideas that game it- needs more love more than the shitty Miyazaki? remake gave it is that does that sound right <laughs> uh, i think that's the yeah. golden ring guy i don't Miyazaki. know i don't know i don't know that's like about that's him. like there's like 20 prominent Miyazakis in Japanese anime or gaming. Whoa, so. Andy, that is very presumptuous, okay? That it's is also very, very true. <laughs> there are no Italians named Fontana. No, none of them that are masons. <laughs> by that, I mean actual bricklayers, I promise. They all are. Wow. They're all painters. So are you more, I follow up, do you, are you more, you lean more Chrono Cross than Chrono Trigger? Yeah, I love wow. both of them, but Chrono Cross, you like know, you. Nov- novelty is a big thing for me. Yeah. Like, if you can do something really original, like Chrono mm-hmm. Cross, then that's, you know, extra bonus points in my book. I love it. It's a really good answer. Mm. Really great game, okay. too. Well, I think I know the answer to this. If you can make a sequel to any RPG, which sequel oh, would you like to make? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, it's got to be Chrono Cross. People oh, my God. For a Chrono, new Chrono game for What forever. are you calling it? Chrono uh, what? Chrono Crisis. Chrono Crisis. That's <laughs> way too easy. That's too cliche. Oh, man, yeah. You no, can't yeah. use Crisis. Chrono you can't 3. use Souls. You can't use <laughs> Fantasy. Mm. Oh, I got one. I got one for you. It's, I got, it's Chrono Triggered. It's a bunch of just whiny <laughs> NPCs and cast of characters Chrono that are easily offended. It's right there, you guys. Chrono Exodus. It's right there. Oh, yeah, there you go. It's right that, there. That actually has a, rolls right off the tongue. Right off the tongue. Right. Chrono Exodus. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm in. 
I'll buy it. Kick, kickstart I mean, that, you fuck. I mean, if if we can give Abe an Exodus, we can give. Can Chrono you do an that? Is cr- like cr- can you make a Chrono game? Like Chrono can't be trademarked. Oh no, there was. Like, does uh... that mean time? Oh, yeah, I guess if you're not doing a sequel, it does but... does Greeks. Like you <laughs> exactly what that word means. Chrono Exodus and just make, but like, doesn't have to have those characters, but you could be like a spiritual successor and just be like, no, this is the. This is the spiritual They would come after his ass so fast. It's not like you're calling it Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Square doesn't mess around. I remember uh, if you guys remember, it was like five years ago or so. I think um, there's that somebody just made a ROM hack of Chrono Trigger with an original. Oh my God, story. I have it. I have oh, that do? ROM hack. Yes. I was all over that you shit. That you, knew the, you knew the second that one up was get pulled down right. I was like, I got to oh, get it. For gotta sure. Got to get it. Got to get it. Wait, what was the hack though? What did it do? Oh, I think it had like the word fire in the title. I forget what it was, but it was like an overhaul of like the story and abilities. It was like a complete like conversion of the game and it felt brand new. And Square was like, that's good. <laughs> Get rid of it, please. <laughs> yeah, they took it down right before they re- were yeah. released it too, weren't they? Yeah, Brown. yeah. Like, there were some, it, it was out there for a bit. Then it was like, it was shut down really fast. Oh. But then there, then there was like, there was that fan sort of 3D remake of Chrono Trigger, so that was out there for a while. Oh, man, Chrono Resurrection. Yes! Oh my God! Then was that so was shut down. Time. Oh yeah. That looked really good. Fucking Square. See, that's just weird to me. Cowards like, they can't own Chrono. There has to be a I, I, reason I, I, why they went after that. Like a like a legal reason. Like we know yeah. the obvious. Well, reason. that's like well, they, they don't want their games associated with something they didn't make. But like, if you don't explicitly associate that, but it was their stuff. It was like, well, yeah, that's their, what I mean. Their like, sprites, their, their characters. Sp- yes, exactly. Yeah. If you're ripping their assets and their it was story, a literal like, ROM hack of their game. No, I, I meant the 3D one that you were talking about. <laughs> oh well, that was it. Was a remake of, or was it a sequel to Chrono Trigger? I, I think they were aiming for uh, an actual remake of the exact Chrono right. Trigger game, but yeah, in 3D. Like, but in 3D, you can't yeah. do that without. Well, I don't right. know. Um, let's get a couple more questions here. Boo. Would you rather mm-hmm. be able to travel instantly anywhere to anywhere in the world, so instant teleportation, or travel instantly to any time? Mm. Oh, shit. Past wow. or present or futured. Oh, man. I'm a big history guy. I would say the, the time one. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, I've always wondered, you know, what it would actually be like to live in in certain time periods you know you can read about it all you want but uh, the actual feel of being there and you know living in everyday life and all that stuff and uh, can't really reproduce that in a book be really interesting to try that out i have a unreasonable and unexplained i'm sure a therapist could get it out of me but <laughs> A trained therapist, like a 50-year therapist. Dr. Fraser Crane might be able to get out of it. <laughs> but I have a weird fear of not be having access to indoor plumbing. Mm. Oh, jeez. So yeah. I don't think the history thing is going to work for me, man. I uh, just I just don't think. Although, one of the cool things is we're vaccinated for a lot of shit now. Like, mm. what if you went back and was just like fucking Superman? And you're just like, Black Plague? nothing on me i don't know if that's one of the things but you could be like nothing on me i got this let's go and people will look at you like you're a god or something 
<laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to go in the other direction and say, oh, these uh, these diseases have been ancient for 500 years. We don't have the protection just for just anymore. Yeah, I, I think the plague would still get you, dude. <laughs> I, I'm sure it will. I don't know my my, my diseasal histories. Diseasal? That is a word. That sounds like a Pokemon. That is a, that is, that I was just going to say. Diseasal. Yeah. <laughs> I think you just found the Pumpkin King's name. All right. Um, <laughs> I like that. That's good. Oh, write that down. boy. All right. Yeah, write, that, write that shit down. You, you go ahead, Josh. Um, let's see. Yeah, I am writing it. Yeah. I mean, Not you, you, Andy. Be... You can't make any games. <laughs> Josh is the one that can make games. Well, there's there's your there's your moment. You've got uh, <laughs> the idea for your design document for a game. There you go. Disease all the Pumpkin King. You got it. You, all you, you have to it. do is just Boom. last, then the game will just collapse Boom. itself. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a it's an effort di- of utility. It's, it's a dying star of a game. Um, what a I'm trying to think of a good one. This one I was like, what word best describes you when you're drunk? And, or are you a drinker? Do you like to drink? Um, yeah, sometimes. All right. Um, so occasional drinker. Okay, so it's been sometimes for a few hours in a row. What what, what do you like? Uh, I don't know. I, I laugh a lot, joke around a lot. Mm-hmm. I've got a, a lot of relatives that are kind of like violent drunks, but that's never <laughs> never been me. Okay. <laughs> you need a trained therapist to get that out of you. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll ask one more, and then, Andy, you will take us home with the ceremonial final question. You got it. All right. What is the dumbest way you've injured yourself? Oh man, playing volleyball in college, not like on a team or anything, just with my friends. Um, I had one thumb over the other and hit the ball. And uh, it was like, oh man, this is pretty painful. Uh, so the the dumb part about that is uh, I just kept playing as, oh, I'll just, I'll just walk this off, uh, hit the ball again as, oh man, this is really unbearable. Uh, anyway, I went to the doctor like a day or two later and yeah, I broke my thumb that way. Wow. Like, yeah. all right. That's, like, uh, would you like split it and like, how does that, how do you like crushed it? Uh, like, <laughs> or, like snapped the, it, the like, knuckle bone oh, was fractured. Ooh. Yeah, or they thought it was fractured. I waited a couple of days before I went, and so they're like, well, we, we did an x ray, and it looks like it's looks like it was broken and is already healing. So, okay. wow, look at you. How lucky. I have one one thumb that is slightly bigger than the other at the knuckle. Uh, we all have that. God, he's got like advanced reading level. He's got like X Factor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus feeling, Christ. Man. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to ask the last question here. Sure. But I'm going to reword it, make it more on theme, on point. Interesting. Uh, yes. So, Josh, you approach the candle altar in your game mm-hmm. and you can only register either me or Steve which one do you pick oh no I can't choose between <laughs> you I'd have to fuse you together in one. And then... there, there it is yeah. <laughs> there it is and register that's that the Zizel's origin story the Zizel's origin story 
<laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to the end of the show. If you like what you are listening to or watching, please subscribe to the show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a thumbs up. Leave a comment. All that fun stuff. Share it with your friends. We've done close to 300 of these by this point. So there's a plenty so in the backlog many. for you to, to uh, hang out and, and learn all about indie games. The indie games you've loved, uh, that you've played already, that you fell in love with. Or maybe some indie games that you've never heard of that or flew under your radar. Please consider spreading the love. If you want to follow us on social media, we're at dual underscore screens on Twitter. I'm at Batchild27. Andy is at PantsGuy. Uh, our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash DS podcasts. Our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash dual uh, slash dual screen streams, excuse me. And I, what, I, what tripped me up was that we are now doing two podcasts a week. On that channel, we are doing Crossplay as Normal, which is now hosted by Taylor, a.k.a. It's Perger. Um, and Andy and I ha- and Matt, Missed Enough, have started Indies Nuts, which is all about the indie news and the hottest uh, indie games and the upcoming indie games and all indie game chat. Um, we used to do a smaller segment on Crossplay, but we love indie so much we're giving it its own show. And our first episode was an absolute hit. It was our best opening uh, episode of any show we've ever done ever and it's all downhill from here so we need you to keep <laughs> up keep that up so go give us a, a subscription over there on your podcast service or of course if you're on the youtube channel you could find the playlist and you could listen to our episodes there were only one episode in but we're doing another episode tomorrow so, uh wednesdays i should say um again time machine i don't know when this goes up so uh that will be that records and streams every wednesday and it looks like crossplay is going to be our tuesday show so that's pretty cool um Josh, where could everybody find you? Where could everybody find the game and all that fun stuff? Well, you can find the game at eternalexodus.com. If you go there, that'll link you to the Steam page, uh, the Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Um, And then, yeah, if you want to wishlist the game on Steam, uh, that helps a lot. Um, And and also, if if the Kickstarter does happen, which I'm leaning toward, yes, but not confirmed yet, um, the the link for that will be on eternalexodus.com as well. Sweet. There you go. And play the demo. It's out there. It's good. It is. It is. Are it's you really going to make good. a video of that, Andy? You know, I was going to ask you to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll I think do that. you should. I think you'd like it. I'll do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So check out our YouTube channel for that. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, totally. Totally. Do, do it. That. Anyway, do it, do it. thank you, Josh, for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure hanging out with you. Thank you so much for doing this. Good luck with everything. Um, thank you, Andy. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, viewers. And as always, please be excellent to each other. Bye.